0: My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. Today is day number two of the Texas Baseball Series as we continue that, sponsored by Evolve Baseball Training. Today we have Texas Tech 2022 signee. We got Damian Bravo on the show. Haltom City kid with a great bat. I'm looking forward to seeing him play at Texas Tech this next couple of years. Obviously, anytime you're going to a school that has a top three pick coming up in this year's draft, you're doing pretty darn well. Uh, so today we discuss his relationship with Christian Smith Johnson, another podcast guest that's coming up next week, talk about his recruiting process, talk about being a student first, that's one thing Damian strongly believes in, being a student athlete instead of an athlete student, uh, making sure everything gets done in that classroom. Also talk about his personal scouting report and much more. So let's dig into today's episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the J.K.R. podcast. Today, I have one of the top prospects in Texas for the 2022 class. We got Haltom City native, Texas Tech signee, Damian Bravo on the show. Damian, pumped to get you on the show, man. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. How are y'all? How are you?
0: Hey, man, I'm doing good. So uh, one question I always like to start off with each guest is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Damian Bravo?
1: Um, Introducing myself, i say I'm – um I'm more of a, I'm a student first, but I'm an athlete. I'm really good at the books. I um I study hard. I I'm like top. I'm top five percent in my class. So I would really like to put student before athlete. Uh, like athlete's kind of like a second life. So I really don't like um let my identification as an athlete because some people like my coach always says um, once you leave this field uh, you're a different person. So like uh, baseball is kind of like my second life. And I really don't like being known by my second life because that's just like. Anybody could be an athlete, but not everyone could be a scholar, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you say you're a student first before you're an athlete. So, with you heading to college this fall, what exactly is your plan, uh, study wise? Are you planning? Does your major already picked out already?
1: Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my major is going to be criminal justice and then uh, hopefully uh, get into corporate law or uh, something. I want to do corporate law really bad, though, because right now at school, we're doing. Um, I'm in like a corporate law class and it's like really interesting. Like I'm, I know like most of it. So I think I got, I got that pretty well.
0: Yeah. So what is that? Seven years? What is that? Seven years of schooling?
1: Yeah. It's like, it's four years at like at tech and then, um, tech has a law school as well. So it'd be like three, four more years. Yeah. Are you,
0: are you interested in coaching at all? Maybe after your four or five years at uh, tech is over?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I am. I'm really interested in that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So let's dig into your recruiting process a little bit. Usually when I get some, some of you younger guys on the podcast, I just like to talk about how the re- recruiting process got started. Uh, what was the reason you guys committed to your certain school? Uh, so can you just take us through your recruiting process? And when you started getting noticed by those D1 teams?
1: Uh, so it was like the summer of twenty when COVID, like that COVID summer, like that weird funky summer we had, um, Leading up to, like, the summer, like, we had no school, so I was, like, I was just at home. Like, I was, like, bored out of my mind. But, like, even before then, I had got uh, surgery done to my elbow. I had, um not Tommy John, but it was, like, a nerve replacement, just moved it around so it wouldn't be, like, bothering me so much. And then, uh, like, uh, COVID had, like, the perfect time because um I went through rehab all through there. So, like, I wasn't really, like, falling behind or anything and uh everyone wasn't like getting ahead of me so um for like five months i was just at home and going to therapy and then um getting stronger at home like i had like a home gym i'd work out here i'd uh sprint out in the on the street um so i could be ready for the summer and, like for the summer um, i started off pretty like slow like i was like oh, baseball really isn't my thing after uh, the injury so i was kind of in my head a bit. But then um like the third tournament like I completely went off. I was like 15 for like 16 and, and Melissa and after that's when like coaches really started like following me. And I was like, "Oh, I think I can really make it in this baseball thing." So after that, I just kept working out constantly, hitting constantly. I t- started taking it more seriously. Like I even fixed my diet uh so I could like be in great shape. And then um that summer ended, and, like, I got my first offer from Tarleton State that summer. And then in the fall, that's when, like, things really started to get rowdy and heated. Like, I was, like, getting, like, text messages left and right from, like, different coaches. And then I got my offer, second offer from, like, U, uh, UTRGV in September. And then um, that next month, we had gone to uh, Jupiter. And – um Like me, as as a junior, I was like, I don't belong here. Like, I I really didn't think I was good enough to be here. And like the first game, I go four for four. Second game, four for four again. And after that, that's when Tech reached out. And um, Oklahoma State and Arizona State reached out all that same day. And I was just like living in the moment, I was in the hype. And like uh, that, after that week, that Jupiter week, I came home and I all had phone calls with all of them. And um, I didn't get offered from any of those schools until spring break of 2021. That's when I got offered from each of those schools. And um, um I committed to Texas Tech just because um, it's, it's in Texas. And it's like I grew up watching them. I've gone to multiple games. Um, and I don't know, red and black just – It's just a really, really nice color scheme. And um, just um, watching, like, Jace Young and Cole Stilwell, Drew Baker, and all those guys out there just go out there and grind. Like, those guys are grinders out there. And I just really love love the coaches that have J-Bob. He's always reaching out to me. I was reaching out to him. He's my my guy. I just really felt like they wanted me there, like, not the other schools. They just offered and, like, put me on a timeline. And I kind of really liked that. And, like, Tech just gave me, like, all the time in the world. And uh, I committed there three weeks after I was offered. And, yeah, that's uh, not much, like, action, like a lot of, like, bigger schools. But I feel like Texas Tech is really, really, really good. And I oh, they really I mean, love te- there.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, a- yeah, Tech's a great school. I mean, you're yeah. doing something right when you've got a guy that's projected to go in the top – yeah, what is it? Jung's what projected what, number four right now in the draft? Yeah, number
1: four. Yeah, he's top five. He's okay, gonna, I was gonna be, say it, he's gonna be I mean, top three before the season
0: ends. Okay. I mean I gotta say, I mean you're doing something right when you got a guy who's projected in the top three, top four. So yeah. uh so that first that week in Jupiter, when you started those conversations with Arizona State, Oklahoma State, and tech, what were some of those initial conversations like with those teams?
1: Uh there uh, they wanted me to go two-way, but they really wanted me for my bat. And um they they like, all like sent me they told me to stay in touch, uh keep sending videos throughout the fall, like in cages, like no matter what, they just wanted to see my swing. And um um Arizona State wanted me to go out there, but uh COVID was still happening, so like I really didn't uh or my parents didn't feel comfortable uh me going out there. And Oklahoma State as well. But um like the conversation was really good. Like they're all like great guys. Um but like I feel like they lost uh, interest after like they offered. They just like kind of like it was. They like offered and like afterwards, I feel like they felt like they shouldn't have offered me because after that, they took like it took too long to respond. Because I'd ask other guys and be like, "Hey, is um, has coach been texting you?" And they'd be they'd be like, "Say yeah and stuff." And um, I just feel like I they didn't want me after. The, I don't know why. They just, I just feel like I didn't want, they didn't want
0: me there. Yeah. So you had, you had offers from all three of those schools then? Yes, sir. Okay. And then, so the total was five, including Charleston state and the other one you mentioned? Yes. Okay. So have you gotten, did you get the chance to take a visit to those other two initial schools that offered you before the big three tech Arizona state and Oklahoma state?
1: Uh, I've been to tech multiple times. I really didn't like need a visit, but like Tarleton state, I visited there with a friend, but I didn't really like it. It was just like, it was so small and, um, the coaches like uh, the coaches were really nice. Like they really wanted me there too. But I just feel like um I was much better than Charleston State. Like, like no offense, like Charleston State, they're like really good. But I just I just feel like I was better than that, you know?
0: Yeah. So Charleston State, that's down. Was that Georgia Steve- or
1: Stephenville in Texas?
0: Oh, okay. So I was th- I was thinking it did the the t- entirely different Charleston. Mm-hmm. So how far how far is that Charleston State? How far is that from where you're at right now?
1: Uh That is like an hour and a half, but it's like. Deep in like the country area, so I was like, um, I was like, dr- made the drive out there, and it was like so boring. It was like, um, it was like an hour and a half drive, but it felt like forever just because everywhere I'd see it would be just farms, farms left and right. And there's like, um, it's like a big uh baseball school, but they're not really good at baseball. Like, um, uh, tech had like uh beat them, I don't know how bad it was, but tech beat them like pretty bad. And I was like, yeah, I, I know I'm better than this. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to go here.
0: Yeah. So, hey, so obviously, you said you've been to Texas Tech multiple times before you actually committed there and got yes, those sir. offers. But what's that overall campus like? What are some of your favorite things that you've just enjoyed your couple times going there?
1: Uh, I really enjoy, like, like to the games, I really enjoy the fans because, like, the fans are, like, diehard baseball fans there. Like, their football team is good, but they're, like, they know their baseball team is going to go to the regionals, super regionals, maybe Omaha every year. So, like, their fans are, like, really, like, they're really lovely. They're really nice. And, like, um, they're just so into the game. Like, here, uh, even here at uh, Globe Live, when they played uh, in the college baseball showdown, uh, Tech was, like, their fans were, like, it was packed. They were all into the game. Like, no matter, like, how little, like, mis- mistakes they made or, like, hits, they're, like, always into the game. Like, I didn't see, like, a single fan get up and leave mid- uh, during the game. And I just like I feel like the fans are really nice. They're really uh, and their basketball, the basketball team is really good. Like what going to the basketball game, we we have gone to like four different basketball games, and they've all been like sold out. And I like I really like the fans. Um, what else? Let's see. Um, um kind of like just a criminal criminal justice uh, little building because uh, they have like a whole building for that specific major. And um, they have cool little labs and stuff. And, like, the per- professors are really nice. Um, shoot. Um, it's, like, it's big, but it's not super big. Like, you're not going to get lost there. Like, you know, you're going to know your way around, like, the first two days.
0: But, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah that's that's always
0: nice to have. Yeah. So how far is, is it pronounced Lobach? Lubbock. Lubbock. Okay. So how far is that from where you're at? Because Halton uh, it's, City, it's about that's what, that's a suburb that. of Fort Worth, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. It's about five hours from me.
0: Okay. So what, what bigger city is, is is it uh, close to?
1: Uh, Amarillo.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So West, West Texas. Yes, sir. Okay. So you've gotten, you've gotten being in the suburb of Fort Worth, you've gotten the chance to play against Christian Smith Johnson, right? Yes, sir. So uh, let's, Let's dig into that a little bit. What's your guys' relationship like? I had him uh, recording here last week, and he brought up your name. I was like, man, I got him coming on the show next week. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What's your, what's your uh, relationship like with Christian?
1: Nah, that's my guy. Um, We've played together for like eight years, um, like all through high school. We don't go to the same high school, but we're, we're big crosstown rivals. But unfortunately, they're like a smaller school, so they're uh, in a smaller division than us, so we don't ever get to play them now. But um, yeah, like he uh, that summer of twenty, he was the one like that really like motivated me for to be uh, to get into baseball like he did because he went out there first like first scrimmage of like the whole in like six months the whole year since baseball shut down he goes out there throws ninety two just easy ninety two and boom that like before the game ended he had an offer so I was like it, it's it's got to be that easy so and I asked him like what he did and I'm, like. He grinds. He's dude's a grinder. He's in the gym. He's in, he's on. He's in the cages. He's like every time on Snapchat, he's always posting like, "Oh, I'm like grinding," or he's like texting me. He's, like, "Hey, you want to come hit? You want to come live or anything?" I'm like, oh, "Hell yeah, let's go!" And uh, but yeah, that's my guy. We've been we've been friends for I want to say like twelve years. We played football together, basketball together. We played against each other. It's always fun competing against him because like dude's like a freak athlete. He's like he's 6-1 and runs like a 6 four sixty, 60 and he's like just like the athlete you want on any team like you can have him uh put on some basketball shoes tomorrow and he'll put up 30 points against anybody you play.
0: Yeah, that's always that's always a great guy to the to have as one of your uh, people to keep you motivated. Yeah. But have you have you gotten the chance to take a live AB against him yet? I have during the uh I want to say
1: earlier this Earlier this year, yeah, when we first started bullpens, it wasn't really like 100. percent It was like 90. percent He was still throwing like 88, ninety, 88, ninety, but um, uh, uh, he really kind of diced me up on that.
0: Yeah. So what's it? What's it like facing him? What's What's it like facing some of those
1: pitches he's got? Um, his like, he's a fastball slider guy. So, and he like, he's like very, he puts like his face emotions for the, like, as a batter, you see. You see him like throwing at you, you see his face like a lot. His emotions just, it's just so funny. So, like, at first, you got to get used to like him uh, making those faces because he like puts his all into, he puts his whole body into that every pitch and he grunts. So, it's like kind of funny at, at first when you're like first uh, going against him. But once you get in there, like, get used to everything. Um, his fastball is like a cutter, so it's, it cuts late. So, that's, that's always fun. And then, um, slider is really gross it's comes at you and just breaks in it's it's like he's like the airbender I don't like it, I don't know how he does it he just throws it throws yeah. it at you and just bends in. He's a fastball slider, then his chains up his changeup a little off um he can't really uh control that for a strike, but his fastball slider gets him gets him yeah. through
0: high school yeah well, i mean he's a, he's a, like you said he's a freak athlete I mean yeah. he was telling me that he had the chance to go play. Both sports and college. I mean, yeah, anytime you have that, that's that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. But I mean, having having you and having him on that Texas Sticks team. I mean, that Texas Sticks team's got to be pretty, pretty oh, yeah. solid. So, how did you be. get connected with the the Texas Sticks?
1: Um, it was through my high school coach. My freshman year, um, he I was like playing on some like local Fort Worth team. Was, we were called like the we were called the Fort Worth Frogs. It was like we were like big TCU fans, but like the, I mean, the coaches were that's what they were called like Fort Worth Frogs. I was there for like. Ten years, so and then we weren't going. In. We were just playing for fun. And then when I got into high school, my high school coach wanted me out of that. So he wanted me to develop me as better as a player. So he got me to the Six, uh, the fall of my freshman year. And ever since then, I just been with the Six, and I've every year I've gotten better coaching. And I've gotten they've all coached me way better. Like uh, they do this thing like every year. For every class, there's a coach. So my freshman class, uh, my, my freshman year, I had one coach. Uh, his name was Patrick Kennedy. And then for my sophomore or junior year, I had uh, another coach. And it was Travis Summerlin. And but his assistant coaches were both different. One was Nick Heights, and another was Shane Davenport. And they're both, they're both been in the, not on the pros, but like they played a, double-A ball.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Well, I mean-
1: this summer I'm still like I don't know what I'm doing yet, but. If it's with the stakes, that'll be the same. It'll be a different coach. It'll be my my freshman high school coach.
0: Okay, so you you have the ability to play this summer before you head to Uh, Lobach? uh Yes, sir. Okay, so is that just what based on your age when you're turning eighteen?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh uh, well, it's uh, right now they have the little uh, the early lift program July 10th, and I'm I, I've signed up for it, but I've still got to talk to my parents about it, and, uh, convince them to to let me go out early so I can get a. Get used to the team. Get used to the coaching. Get used to like all
0: everything out there. Yeah. So, have 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 you been in conversation with the coaches on what exactly is going to be happening when you actually do head to campus in the uh, early summer? Well, late summer, fall. Uh, no, not yet. They uh, they said that they will
1: like um, send me all of the information when um, Big Twelve play ends, so that um, everyone can have it at the same time, and or like when our district ends. So three weeks three weeks from now, I should have, like, what I'm going to do and then, like, when I'm going to head out there and, like, what to expect and stuff. Because he didn't want us to get a. I uh, I asked him for a jump start, but um, he said, no, you should be focused on uh, your district play. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, but, like, this last week, we took, like, two tough losses. So we are kind of out of playoff contention. So that kind of sucks. But, um, yeah, three weeks from now, I should know what I'm doing and what to expect.
0: Yeah, so so you said, you, said like, you said you had a playoff contention with your team, but overall, how's your senior season going just from a personal standpoint? How are you hitting? How are you pitching? Um, I'm, hitting,
1: I'm, I'm hitting really well right now. I'm I'm five I'm hitting five twelve with like with thirty eight hits. Um I think it's like ten doubles and like nine triples. Like I for some reason our field like I can only hit triples. <laughs> I have, uh, I have two bombs. That's about it. And then are the just singles.
0: Yeah. I mean, those numbers though, I mean, those yeah, are that's pretty that's legit numbers. What saying, so. Yeah. So when yeah, you man. do, when you do head to tech in the fall, are there players who are already in your class that you already have pre existing relationships with? Uh, yes, sir. I have, I think like most of them i met at
1: area code or, uh, played against them and then be like, Hey, you going to Tech? and like, yeah, me too. It's like, Hey, what's up, bro. Just, uh, follow me on, uh, on Instagram or add me on Snapchat. It's, uh, Let's uh, become friends. So we like, uh, so we get there. and We know each other, and like, we can follow each other throughout campus and stuff, and help each other out.
0: Yeah. So most of those guys that going to Tech this year, a lot of them are from uh, the state of Texas. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's move into the sticks just a little bit more. So obviously they've got a, I mean they've got a ton of talent that's been coming through their program for many years. I mean Noah Syndergaard went through their program. Uh just overall with you being an insider of that program, what's some of the things that you see that's just led to some of their success that they've had?
1: Um, I really think it's the the coaches they pick up because um I've seen like these uh clubs that are like are really well known but like they're not really well coached. 'Cause like the sticks over here, um the owner, his name is Shane Davenport and like he's like an old style guy, so that um like this summer he he coached us so um, uh, uh, the be like used to like uh college coaching, he said um but he makes he literally makes us goes balls to the wall every game um s j like I, I don't mean to call him out, but s j um he had like this little like soft hit to short, and obviously like you're gonna be mad or frustrated, and um he jogged the first instead of like a hard ninety and literally at, as soon as he touched first he's like time blue um making a sub and he like he took him out and brought in somebody else like. He literally wants to go balls to the wall, and if you don't, then you're going to be on the bench. And if your parent complains about it, then that's on your kid because he's not going. He's not playing hard every time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's always tough in the moment as a player just to have that being being uh, benched from the game for doing something so little like that. But I mean, overall, just the the culture he builds with that type of mentality. I mean, that's great for you guys just to learn that. Oh yeah. So have have you any of those? So obviously, like I said, the six have a lot of guys who have been through the program, going to a lot of big-time schools, um, some guys who have been drafted. Have you gotten the chance to train with any of those older guys who have gotten the chance to go play at Power 5 schools and uh, get drafted? Uh,
1: I have not, but, like, um, every time, like, I go to the cages, there's always a, uh, there's always somebody there. So, like, uh, before spring training and, like, uh, the pitchers and catcher, or, like, during the lockout, it, anyway, uh, that's what I mean, I went up there to hit, and Bobby Witt was up there, and uh, Jonathan Lucroy. They are like, both just hitting with each other for some reason. Like, I don't know how they know each other, but they know each other, and they were just hitting up there. Like, I asked them a few questions and stuff, and, like, how their recruiting process went and stuff. And it was just crazy, because, like, um, like, at the facility, I'm just hitting, and I see Bobby Wood and Jonathan Lucroy. But I've never, like, actually got to train with any of those guys yeah. uh, yet. Yeah. So,
0: so when you get the chance to pick some of those guys' brains, so obviously Bobby Witt and Jonathan Lucor, those guys are, I mean, like you said, it's kind of weird that they know each other. But what are some, what are just some things that you're asking them? How, what are different ways that you're picking their brain when you get to see guys like that?
1: I'm just asking them, like, um, what do you, what do you think when you're in the box? Or like, how do you, how do you overcome a bad game? Or just like, men, like mental questions. Cause like nowadays the game is more mental than physical because anybody can put the bat on the ball, but nobody can. Not everyone can overcome an 0-3 game and bounce back even better. Um, yeah, I just ask them mentally questions, like, what do they do? Like, what do they do, like, before they get in the box, before a game, like, routine, just mental stuff like that. So, like, so that I can be better mentally.
0: Yeah. So, talk about the mental side of the game. What exactly is your plate approach as you're walking up to the plate? What's going through your mind as you're stepping in the batter's box?
1: Stepping in the batter's box, like, in my district, I know I'm not going to get a fastball at all. So – uh, I'm going to sit curveball, and then for a fastball, I, uh, expect, it, I expect it to be out because if they do throw me a fastball, it's going to be literally on the other other side of the batter's box or like on the white of the batter's box. So I expect it out and react in because my hands are quick enough to go to turn on the ball and to sit, uh, sit back long enough to uh, hit the curveball. But um, this past – like during the district I had I had to change my approach because everyone knew that I can hit so they're not going to pitch me at all I've gone walk like 6 8 times just uh through 8 games so once one time a game basically but um I'm walking up to the plate I tap my, I tap my helmet twice just I don't know why just for good luck I guess but I just do it um and um I get in there I get comfortable in the box I always watch the first pitch just just to get my timing down, or just to see the curveball or whatever it is that's being thrown at. But when I get in there. I expect I expect a curveball, and if I if I if I'm sitting on the curveball, I I swing. I know because I know I'm going to hit that. And fastball, I uh, expect that and react in because I know fans my fa- uh, my hands are fast enough for that.
0: Yeah. So how does that how does that mental approach, how does that change when you're facing up some of the best competition in your class when you're playing travel ball? And then even now as you're going to be heading to Texas Tech this fall?
1: Um, I feel like I, I, I really do uh, play better, like around better players. Like, um, and, like even my coaches have said, I don't know how or why I do it, but like here at my high school, like it's just like me and my little brother that I actually like have some talent or have some like based on knowledge. So like every time like, during the games, I kind of like play down to their level and not like not to the level I should be playing. But like during the summer when I'm around like studs and like talented kids, I like I play up to them and like even better. So I think um, going to Texas gonna make me really really good because I I know that I can play good and all these dudes around me are good. So I don't have so much pressure on me. So yeah. I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do good out there in Lubbock.
0: Yeah. So what what you say you have a younger brother? So what year is he in high school?
1: Uh, he's a junior.
0: Okay, so is he in the recruiting process as well?
1: Uh, right now, uh, I, mm, a little bit. He's like he's, – he lacks grades a bit. He's kind of like talking to some junior colleges, but well, that's about it. Nothing big.
0: Okay, okay. So I saw I saw in Perfect Game that you're listed as both a shortstop and an outfielder. Yes, sir. So when you head to Tech, have they talked to you at all on what the plan is possibly on uh, what, what they see you as? Um,
1: uh, when I talked to J-Bob earlier in the season um, – he want, he really wants me to go out there and be a second baseman. And then um when I talked to the other assistant coach, Gardner, uh he says that um I can go second base, short or even in the outfield. They they're really uh, just gonna put me anywhere and just see where I fit best. I because mean, yeah. they really they really want my bat. Like, um every time I've asked I've asked like, Hey, uh, what's gonna be my role out there? Like, you're just gonna swing it out here, dude. The wind's out here, you just put the bat put the bat on the ball, and the wind's gonna do the rest. Uh, there we go
0: yeah
1: that's pretty much it
0: yeah so if you if you had to do a scouting report on yourself what would that scouting report say what would be like your strengths your weaknesses
1: uh weaknesses right now I'd say is um letting the little things get to me like making an error and um expect another one because I get I get in my head like at school I get in my head a lot because I have so much I put so much pressure on myself to try and do everything for the team so that we can win. Because I know, like, I can't really rely on my uh, my defense behind me or just defense next to me because I, I don't have so, so much stress in them. Because um, last year we averaged about four errors a game. And um, so right now it got report on defense. My weakness would be if I make an error, expect another one because I'm going to be in my head. But uh, strengths, I say, is um, I can put the ball anywhere. Anywhere it's played, anywhere it's uh, pitched, I can hit it. That I hit it the right center, right field to the first base line, third base line. I can hit it anywhere. That's that's my really my strengths right now.
0: So, um, as you look just towards uh, going to campus this summer, going this fall, what are probably some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on on your game besides maybe that mental approach?
1: I think um, I think it's be on the defensive defensive side, making those uh, those plus plays because I see these dudes that take leaving their bodies and stuff. Like, I do that, but, like, they do it, like, so well. And, like, every time they leave their body, they get to the ball. So, I think it's going to be just leaving my body and uh, giving my all just to
0: make that one out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, let's let's move on from baseball a little bit. So, obviously, I usually like to end off the podcast talking about some things other than baseball with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just moving on from the baseball field, what are some of your passions? What do you like to do besides playing baseball?
1: Besides playing baseball, I really like the uh, – I have this uh, um, pet dog, a pet husky. He's re- he's like, he's two years old. He's uh, he's really big. And I really like uh, running around with him around the block. Um, I like taking him to the dog park. I'm just a big, I'm a big dog guy. That's really one of my biggest passions. And then um, uh, nothing really much. I kind of just tend to stay home and relax a bit just because I do a lot of running around.
0: Yeah. So is your dog? Is he coming with you to campus, or is he staying uh, back home? Unfortunately, not. He has to stay here. Yeah, that's 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 sad. But uh, yeah. what are what are some other things you like? Just overall, your, some of your favorite things to do, maybe in Fort Worth or even Dallas, because I mean you live in a suburb of those cities. So what are some of your favorite things to do in those cities? There's mm. uh,
1: this. Is, um, what is it? There's um, oh, this little. Uh, it's called North, it's like a little, uh, park, it's called Northfield, it's just a sand, uh, volleyball court, and we just go out there, and, like, every now and then, like, for, like, a team dinner, we'll go out there and play sand volleyball with the guys, and, uh, yeah, it's just really, really just anywhere, like, uh, um, downtown, we'll go walk around, and get some ice cream, um, nothing really special, because I know, like, Fort Worth and Dallas are a big city, but it's, uh. I kind of, like, have this, like, uh, mindset, like, don't be at the uh, wrong place at the wrong, wrong time. So, I don't really want to get caught up with anything or anything like that. So, I just yeah kind of stay home.
0: Yeah. But uh, so, like,
1: with the baseball guys, just anywhere. Like, at school, like, after practice, we'll, like, break out the spike ball, just compete with each other, just have fun. Just anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere in the field.
0: All right. Well, Damien, I got one last question for you. Um, so I'm I'm a big NIL guy. I, I I love that college athletes are able to make money off their name, image, likeness. Um, from now on, with those new regulations being passed, and you heading to campus this fall, have has that been in your mind at all as maybe a possible company you'd like to work with, or even just ways that you'd like to capitalize on that?
1: Uh, I actually have um, like uh, to go work out. I drink a lot of not drink a lot of, but I take uh more than the normal dose of pre workout. So I um, I kind of wanted to, like, do something with, like, Bucked Up or, like, Woke AF, something like that. Just get some, like, pre-workout and make some money. Not make some money off that, but make, get some this kind of pre-workout because nowadays it's really expensive.
0: Yeah, of course. All right, Damien. Well, that's all the questions I got for you. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to watching you at Tech these next four years. Um, I've got a couple trips planned to go to Texas, so I'm hoping I can make it out to a couple games. So,
1: All right, man. Let's stay in touch and I'll suit you my schedule. Maybe we can meet up.
0: Awesome. Hey, I'll get you the, I'll get you some podcast merch that way you can wear that around, oh, yeah, around the course. tech campus. All right, yeah. I'm down for that. And that's gonna do it for another episode of the JKR podcast. Another great episode in the books. Really enjoyed Damien's story today. Respect the fact that he talked about being a scholar first instead of an athlete. Um, Texas Tech's definitely getting a good one. Uh make sure to tune in the rest of this weekend as we got Bode Greve coming on the show tomorrow. Baylor baseball signee. Then we got Luke Billings Sunday. He's ten class of two thousand twenty-five, committed to Tennessee. Tennessee right now, their class of two thousand and twenty-five, I believe, is ranked number three in the nation. So that they're getting a really good player there. Really good class coming in. Luke Billings is the number 18 player overall in the class of 2025 and the number one player in Texas. Um, for more any more updates on the JKR Podcast, make sure to follow our social media. It's going to be at JKR Podcast. Underscore, sorry. It's going to be at JKR underscore podcast. That's going to be on Twitter and Instagram. Our website's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. But with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to tune in tomorrow and Sunday as we finish off week one of the Texas baseball series.